John Carlos Stanton and Chris Sale take steps forward. A prospect gets Tommy John surgery, and we reveal which games we're playing right now. Like death and taxes, Dodgers get a Dodger. <laughs> I have That's not me. had the three cold brews yet. <laughs> Got ahead of me on uh, my, my caffeine question, so glad, glad to know that there's been uh, <laughs> some caffeination in your life. I'm just glad three, I am not at the dentist. Fantasy in 15 on the Athletic Podcast Network. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15 for Thursday, March 19th. Al Melchior here with Michael Beller. And uh, another day with some news involving some big-name players. We will get to that. But, uh, Michael, I want to start with a piece from Ken Rosenthal in The Athletic that I thought was really interesting that detailed some of the collateral issues related to uh, the, the delay of the season. Uh, really, he, he outlines these uh, really nicely, talks about, you know, vesting options, how, you know, now that there's not a full season, those have to be renegotiated um, incentives and not player by player, but, you know, as a whole with the Players Association. But the really interesting part of the piece, I thought, dealt with the issue of free agency. I had not thought about this, but we have some big name free agents uh, or at least Players due to be free agents at the end of 2020, Mookie Betts, JT Real Muto, George Springer, Marcus Stroman, uh, DJ LeMahieu. And, you know, particularly for the, the ones that um, are becoming free agents because of, of service time, uh, that that's in question now. So does is this something, that particularly I think for those of us in Dynasty Leagues, is this something we should be thinking about where, you know, maybe Mookie Betts doesn't, uh, change uh, change uh, teams in, in the off season or or JT Real Muto, um, and again they may not change teams. They may just resign. Uh, Real Muto's in in uh, discussions with the Phillies or had been, but uh, you know is this something we should think about? I don't know that it is, Al. I think it's something that uh, is going to be. Uh, really one of the, the hardest things for uh, the, the league and the Players Association to figure out once uh, the dust finally does settle. But I don't think that we as fantasy players in our fantasy leagues can be thinking about it too much just because you know we're, we don't have any inside information into what these negotiations are going to look like. I mean, these negotiations are probably just barely getting started. They haven't scratched the surface of the surface of the surface of these discussions. <laughs> so I don't think that we as fantasy owners can sit around and say, well, you know, maybe Mookie Betts uh, isn't going to get the service time necessary to reach a uh, full free agency. So he'll still be with the Dodgers. And then that's a great situation for him to be in because of you know, having Justin Turner and Cody Bellinger and all those guys behind him. I mean, there is just, there are way too many unknowns for us from our vantage point to really to be able to factor in. So I say treat these guys the way that you were going to treat them uh, coming into the season, assuming that you know opening day was only a week away rather than uh, not even really in our field of vision right now. And, you know, whatever happens, happens. If it ends up that, you know, Betts doesn't get the service time and isn't a free agent and you uh, feel like, oh, man, I wish I would have extended him in my league, you know, so be it. Uh, there's going to be a lot of things that we're flying blind on across the entire world of sports uh, over the next couple of months. This is just another one of them. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's pretty much a catch-all statement uh, that you know we could uh, say many times in the coming weeks and months. Uh, the one exception to the thing that you did say in terms of not scratching the surface of the surface, uh, JT Realmuto had been in discussions with the Phillies, and actually those have now been uh, put to the side be- because of the um, 
the delay to the start of the season. So you know, understandable that that would be the mm-hmm. case there. But they had been in some discussions. Uh, again, not progressed very far, at least according to uh, reports that I've seen, but uh, not progressed uh, you know, far for us uh, to, to really, uh, you know, like you said, to really give much thought to that. Do you give much credence to the notion of a contract year, a, a, you know, a, a walk year, spike in performance because I've not heard much discussion about that lately, but I would say for, you know, for much of my time playing in fantasy baseball, that's a part of the dialogue that I've heard, you know, from people who write in with questions or, you know, on Twitter or just, you know, people I know from my leagues, that's something I've never bought into, but I, I feel like I may be in a minority on that. Uh, you are not in a minority on this show on that. I guess we can't have a, it's a show of two people. We can't really have minority, right? It's either a one, yeah. it's either a unanimity or a, a tie. Uh, there is no such thing as a, a minority on this show or even a plurality on this show, right? So they're going to be tied or a hundred percent on the same side, but you are in uh, a unanimity. We, you and I are in unanimity on this one. I, that is so cynical to me, the, the contract year thing. And I guess I sort of understand it in the football world when you're talking about a you know a brutal sport, a violent sport, a sport where guys really have to uh, strike when they can to make the money because their body is just not going to be able to hold up to the demands of the sport for, for too long. But even in football, I think it's cynical, and I think it's especially cynical in a sport like baseball. I mean... I choose to believe, and I think that this is true for the vast majority of players, and again, it's something that is not provable, that those guys, whether they're in their first year, their fifth year, their 15th year, whether it's a walk year or they're in smack dab in the middle of a contract or just start a new one, that these are guys that at bottom are competitors who just want to succeed in their chosen line of work and want to go out there and win games and win championships and all that. And it doesn't matter what year of their contract they're in, that is still the goal. They want to perform at a high level for themselves. They want to perform at a high level for their team. They want to do well individually. They want those individual uh, accomplishments to lead to the team goal. And no matter what year of their career or of their contract they're in, that is what they're going out there and doing. And then again, just as a a little pivot off of this, it's totally unprovable. You can't say that this guy is going to really perform in his his walk year, but this guy uh, tries to do uh, his best in every single year. It's something that, you know, we can't get into the heads of these players and know who that would be true for, if it would even be true for any of them. So, no, I am with you. I put zero stock into contract year or not contract year. And I realized, actually, as soon as I asked you that question, that given that you're saying there's no reason to change course on a Mookie Betts or a JT Real Muto, that that was that was probably going to be your answer, because that would be as good a reason as any to treat these players differently. That, oh, maybe it's not going to be their walk year after all. But yeah, no, I mean, your your explanation of it is uh, exactly how I look at it, too. Uh, makes total sense to me that you've got elite athletes playing at such a high level that it, it just... It, it just strikes me that there's no off switch there. Yeah. <laughs> me, exactly. you know, if there is, it would be for a very, very tiny number <laughs> of, of incredibly uh, uh, gifted athletes. Yes, so 100%. Yeah. We've got some injury updates to get to, but first, did you know that 75% of us are walking around everyday life chronically dehydrated? We are suffering needlessly from frequent headaches, energy slumps, and poor focus. It doesn't have to be this way. Hydrant creates flavored electrolyte packets you mix directly into your water to make hydrating your body easy and delicious. Each rapid hydration mix has the four essential electrolytes your body needs. Sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc to help you hydrate quickly and stay hydrated all day. 
and the hydrant is backed by research. The formula was developed by Oxford scientists to provide perfectly balanced, efficient hydration. There's no synthetic colors, no artificial sweeteners. The formula is vegan, so you can choose between three different flavors or a variety pack. Hydrant starts at just a buck a packet for a 30-day supply, and you can save even more with a monthly subscription. For 25% off your first order, go to drinkhydrant.com and enter promo code BASEBALL at checkout. That's drinkhydrant.com and enter the promo code BASEBALL for 25% off your first order. Uh, all right, let's get to some other news. Uh, Tigers lefty Joey Wentz had Tommy John surgery on Tuesday. He was acquired from the Braves in the Shane Green deal. So this is this does have some uh, uh, Dynasty League consequence. Uh, one of the many good pitching prospects that the, the Tigers have in their system. He spent 2019 in double-A both uh, with the Tigers and also with the Braves. Uh, his overall ERA, 4.20, not particularly impressive, but really pitched well in uh, what was, I believe, five games with double-A Erie in the Tigers system. Uh, so overall, he had 137 strikeouts and 128 and two-thirds innings. But at Erie, uh, he struck out, uh, I think it was about 11 batters per nine innings and had a 2.10 ERA. So I don't know if there was a change when he got uh, to Erie, uh, if there was something different with the organization there. It's such a small sample of innings that it's really hard to conclude much of anything. But long story short, a uh, promising prospect who's uh, now got his climb up the ladder uh, del- delayed due to uh, Tommy John's surgery. And uh, going back to the majors, uh, some updates on Giancarlo Stanton and Chris Sale. So these are certainly things that we are very concerned about as we hopefully have drafts and uh, or maybe drafts uh, for those of us who haven't drafted yet uh, or having the season starting hopefully in a couple months. Um, Giancarlo Stanton took batting practice on Wednesday and Chris Sale started throwing again and it's the first step in a progression to see if that flexor, ten, flexor tendon strain is something that ultimately is going to require surgery and, you know, long road back for both of these guys. But um, does this change anything for you in terms of uh, your upcoming drafts? Because if I recall from Tuesday's show, you do still have some drafts. Yeah, I've got one left uh, that is pushed off indefinitely that will you know reschedule once we have a better idea of when the season's actually going to begin. Um, certainly, this changes the the equation for all uh, injured players, right? Because now you're not losing the two months for Chris Sale, you know, relative to the rest of the league if he's able to return in that two month time frame. And I'm just using that as a you know speculative number for the for the sake of conversation. It doesn't change things for me in a huge way for Sale. Uh, flexor tendon strain, huge injury for a pitcher, guy who's had an injury history, a guy uh, who maybe they uh, use the shortness of the season to take it easy on him, right? Especially if the Red Sox are what they think they're going to be, and that is you know running third at best in the AL East behind the Yankees and the Rays. The guy who it does change for me, though, is Giancarlo Stanton, because if he's already taking BP and we know that this he is going to be a full-time DH, they are not going to mess around with him in the field whatsoever. Um, even if Aaron Judge is out once the season does begin, uh, I know they've liked what they've seen from Miguel Andujar in the outfield, and that's another guy that they can throw out there. Mike Talkman is a guy who they've got some faith in. Clint Frazier, Brett Gardner, like they've got options out there even without Judge, so they don't need to mess around whatsoever with Stanton. I mean, he can be purely a hitter, maybe throw him in the outfield for a game or 
or two uh, in every series where they go to a National League park, this does change the equation for me on Stanton because if we're not missing any time for Giancarlo Stanton, then I think we should just be treating him the way that we would have had the season started on time and had he not been injured. This is a huge power guy. We know that in the middle of what should be a very strong lineup, the counting step potential is through the roof with Giancarlo Stanton. If he's able to be fully healthy, ready to go, ready to hit from whenever the season does start, then I'm treating him like you know, a top 30 hitter, something in that range, maybe even a little bit better. So it does change things for him. Yeah, and I have him in that top 30 as well. And, you know, on uh, Wednesday's show, DVR and I talked about my Tout Wars auction, and I didn't discuss this specifically. In fact, I really didn't address this all on the show, but I was pretty averse to really being active, uh, an active bidder on players who are currently injured. So, uh, and DVR got quite a few of them. And, you know, so somebody like James Paxton, even though, you know, it's looking like whenever opening day is, he should be ready for that. I, it just makes me nervous. You know, what if there's a setback? What if he's just not quite mm-hmm. the same? Uh, Stanton it was really the one player where I thought, you know, he's close enough and I'm going to build an injury risk anyway into my my top bid that I'm willing to make for him that I you know I'm and I got involved in that bidding I didn't get him (laughs) but he was one of those few injured players where I I really felt like okay I can you know I can uh take take the uh the Mm -hmm. training wheels off and uh you know just bid like I normally would and as far as Chris Sale goes uh, you know look we got to talk about these things I think in a way maybe I need to frame the questions a little differently because, you know, it's still March and we're probably looking at, you know, June at the earliest for a mm-hmm. return. So to say, does this change anything? I mean, it's it's probably premature to be asking those questions for most players. Right. But I think for sale, it's just a signal that, okay, you know, now we can really pay attention, uh, you know, each time that he has a throwing session. How did it go? What are people on the, you know, the team saying? So, uh, you know, I think now it's just basically a signal to to really pay attention to that situation. And we will. We will on the show. We will, absolutely. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we have no uh, drafts coming up and, uh, you know, no spring training games to watch, no uh, opening day that we know of to look forward to uh, as of now. So I've certainly seen a lot on social media the last few days about people talking about what they're, they're doing to replace baseball. And a lot of it in our community is, you know, it's still baseball related. It's people, you know, playing PlayStation games or uh, I've brought up uh, replay leagues uh, that I'm in. Uh, well, actually, there's just one replay league. Uh, Brad Johnson of uh, Rotographs is organizing a um, out-of-the-park baseball 21 league that I'm very much hoping I get to be a part of. <laughs> and if it is, <laughs> I'll probably be talking about it quite a bit on this show. Uh, so... You know, I'm, I'm hopefully going to be involved in that thing. I'm in a, uh, like I said, a 2019 replay uh, league in uh, Dynasty League Baseball Online, which is just fun. So if you're looking for something baseball related, I do recommend that. Um, what's uh, what's changed for you in your, your day-to-day schedule in terms of, uh, you know, ba- entertainment baseball related or otherwise? Yeah, you know, I, I haven't been a big gamer um, since like my freshman year of college. So uh, a while ago, my freshman year of college was uh, 2003, 2004. That was the last time I played video games with any uh, degree of consistency. But uh, I'm desperate, man. So uh, we, uh, we're putting together an, uh, an out-of-the-park league here, too. Eno Saris is heading that up, and so I'm going to get in on that. Other than that, I'm a sucker for the simulations, even though I don't really play them myself. So I still like to see them. Uh, it's, it's fun to watch. It's fun to... Uh, 
uh, you know, distract ourselves and pretend for a second that this is the real thing. Um, hopefully, we won't have to do that for for uh, an, a hugely extended period of time. But uh, for the time being, I'm happy to uh, to indulge and uh, and see what everyone else out there is doing and uh, distract ourselves in any way possible and and find a way to still. Um, indulge in the games that we love and you know it feels trivial at the moment and in certain ways it is but in other ways it isn't and these are you know the things that uh, that we live for and make these times easier to deal with so whatever you're doing out there don't feel silly about it I think it's uh, important to understand what is more important but still find the ways to uh, to have fun and enjoy what you're doing yeah no I think those things go together uh, I don't feel like there's a need to to apologize for you know wanting a, a diversion as long as you can you know afford the time to have it because yeah we all need something to take our focus uh, away from the uh, the heavier stuff that's going on and uh, you know put on something that's fun and, and rejuvenate ourselves because we you know we need to do that right now so uh, yeah and uh, out of the park that uh, launch I think is coming on Friday so yeah uh, Definitely looking forward to that. And something else uh, for you to check out if you have time, uh, our featured read of the day. And this was uh, put together by C. Trent Rosecrans, Eno Saris, and Jason Stark, three of the finest writers uh, from The Athletic. Here's a homemade version of the Codebreaker algorithm and how to break it. Uh, you, know, you and I, uh, Michael, we talked about this a bit uh, before uh, recording the show here, and it's, it's just um you know chunk out some time <laughs> chunk out some time. it's heavy it's heavy it's stuff. Doozy. Uh, yeah uh really really interesting complete with a downloadable spreadsheet to play around with um really really cool stuff from uh trent Eno and jason so uh, please do check that out and that is all for today's episode of fantasy baseball in 15 if you're not already a subscriber to the athletic you can get 40 percent off a subscription just by going to theathletic.com slash baseball in 15 and everything that we do for the site that's all a part of your subscription if you're enjoying this podcast on a platform that lets you leave a rating and a review we would really appreciate it if you did take the time to do that for michael beller i'm al melker we will be back here on friday 